Dave Chang Show. This is a micropod about our guest on Thursday, which is going to be the Olympic gold medalist in snowboarding, Chloe Kim. She is someone that I think has captured America and Korea and the idea that you can be someone that is not like a traditional Korean American and an athlete. And I think she's become an icon by destroying these assumptions of what someone can be. So I've been watching Chloe Kim from afar ever since she was not allowed to participate in the 2014 Sochi Olympics. It's very rare that anyone from Korean culture becomes a superstar athlete. So when I found out that the best snowboarder potentially wasn't participating simply because of her age, she actually qualified for the Olympics, but she was 13 years old, so she could not participate. And I'll never forget that. And, you know, I'm a big sports fan and following her career and how she has sort of won everything under the sun at such a young age was something that I was always marveling at. It was sort of a perfect storm with the 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang. Chloe Kim is a Korean American. Her father is an immigrant from Korea, came into this country with $800 and how he sacrificed and her mother sacrificed everything to help Chloe become a gold medal Olympic champion. And that might sound crazy to a lot of people, but I was super curious about speaking to her because I grew up not as a champion like Chloe, but I have a lot of similar things that I could empathize. It's hard, I think, being a Korean kid, especially when you have parents that are driving you for success. The traditional narrative for any Asian American, and I know I hate to stereotype and generalize, but it is something that I think a lot of people can relate to, is that they want you to drive to be academic excellence. So you can be a lawyer, doctor, musician, tech person, you name it. But these are not always the goals as to what the kid wants. What you rarely hear are Asian parents, particularly Korean parents, that are supportive of their children in athletic endeavors. I think the most common one you hear about is golf. I was born in 1977, and by the age five, I was playing golf every day. That's what my dad wanted me to do in Northern Virginia. I don't really call doing anything else but play golf every day. And I don't even remember it being fun, but my dad was way ahead of his time. Number one, golf was not cool back then. I don't even know why he decided golf was going to be the sport for me and my brothers, but he wanted us to be U.S. Open champion, to make the PGA Tour. I have three brothers. That's what we did every day. My my oldest brother, June, was the best of the lot, and he wound up playing collegiately for the University of Richmond, and he was, I remember him wanting to drop out to go to the, the mini tour and become a pro, and that was a whole discussion, and I was someone that my dad got into the golf business simply to support me and my my young career. And I, I played a lot of tournaments. And when I realized that I actually did not love golf and I did not love the pressure of trying to win tournaments and the pressure of my dad, like if I missed a putt in a tournament, I remember always looking at my dad and he would be so unhappy. And I want to say that scarred me, but it, it sort of messed me up. And I've always remember when Teddy O 
someone I met later all my life almost won the LA open in like 90, 1992, 93. My dad said like, that should have been you. And I've never forgotten that. I love my dad, but he can be, and was a very forceful figure in my life as to what he expected of me. And I'm not typecasting all Korean parents, but my dad was someone that made me play golf And when I got old enough, probably age 12, 13, I realized that the stress and the pressure of playing golf every day was not something I wanted to do. I wanted to play sports. I wanted to play football, tennis, baseball. And once I was mature enough to understand that I had that freedom, golf did not become what was, you know, predestined for me. So I've always marveled, not just at what Chloe Kim's been able to do in her career, but the fact that she's been able to navigate this trajectory that was set by her parents. She still obviously loves snowboarding and I'm not trying to project myself onto her, but I've, I've had a fascination at how she's been able to mitigate the challenges of the pressure, right? Like I did not deal with that pressure. Well, number one was I was never as good as my competitors and I definitely burned out. So I paused to really think about how that could have been different for me and how that shaped my life and how I no longer like playing golf at all because it was born out of frustration, but also the positives. Like I understand why my dad did that. I understand why he pushed me to do these things. So anytime I see that relationship, it's very rarely do I see it come out positive as in Chloe Kim's case with her father and her mother. And it happens. But I think it's an exception to the rule. And I'm still, after all these years, sorting out if it was a positive to me or not, because it definitely has provided a, a deep neurosis of competitiveness that I don't know if I would have if I didn't play competitive golf. And I wouldn't be here today without my dad obviously making me play golf, because that's just the reality. What I think I lost was a sense of like youthfulness and fun. Because golf is a sport and it should be fun. And I can never look at golf the same way because it's something that I think that I, I, I should win at still. I still have delusional dreams that if I quit cooking and I just practice every day, I could like maybe make the tour or try to win the U.S. Junior Amateur. Not even junior. That's how brainwashed I am. There's no way to be a junior amateur. And anytime I read about sports where a kid was very good or their prodigy, it weighs very heavy in my heart, which is why I, I want to explain why I feel like I've been protective of Chloe, even though I don't know her, because I want her to be herself. And I was stoked that she was able to do this pod and to tell us her version of life as to where she got to today, right? And it was very palpable to me, the burden that she carries. So I want nothing but the best for her. And that's it. Like, I, I wanted to explain why Chloe Kim was on the pod. It was more to do with my fascination that she's able to be so great at something that I was never capable of doing. So that's this micropod and looking forward to you guys listening to Chloe Kim's interview in a couple days. Yeah.